Live from the WLIWFM studio in Southampton, New York, on Tuesday, October 24th, 2023. I'm Gianna Volpe. Plans for the EPCAL, plans for EPCAL, plans for the Enterprise Park at Calverton could be heading back to the drawing board. The Riverhead Industrial Development Agency yesterday denied an application for financial assistance by Calverton Aviation and Technology, saying the venture group is not financially capable of developing a technology and aerospace hub at the former Naval Weapons Industrial Reserve plant in Calverton. Tara Smith reporting on Newsday.com that the the decision approved in a 3-0 vote and two cheers from a large group of opponents at last night's meeting gives the Riverhead Town Board the option to declare Nolan Void the contract to sell 1,644 acres at the property to the venture group for $40 million to develop EPCAL. It was a totally responsible decision, said John McAuliffe, coordinator of EPCAL Watch, Riverhead-based coalition of community activists who added the IDA was not prepared to risk its reputation on a project that was absurd. In their decision, the IDA cited a lack of financial credentials, ambiguity over specific plans for the property, and community opposition. Plans outlined by the developers last year showed a mix of industrial and aerospace uses at the site, estimating that building the first million square feet of development could cost $247 million. The future of that deal could be decided by the Riverhead Town Board. Supervisor Yvette Aguiar said last night that she supports withdrawing from the deal and plans to call an executive session to discuss the next steps. Quote, I'm confident that we have the wherewithal to move forward and return the land back to the residents for the intended purpose that it was given to us, Aguiar said. She also said she plans to request the property be appraised to reflect its current market value. In other news, the sale of e-cigarette devices resembling highlighters, USB drives, ballpoint pens, smartphone cases, smartwatches, backpacks, and other personal items would be banned in Suffolk County under legislation announced yesterday. Vera Janice reporting on Newsday.com that the bill expected to be voted on during the November 21 general election, uh, excuse me, general meeting of the Suffolk County Ledge prohibits the sale of the devices to anyone of any age. While it's already to sell, it's already illegal to sell vape pens to people under 21. The bill says newer products are predatory in markets to teenagers as a way to vape undetected. Some, such as those marketed by Fort Lauderdale, Florida-based Highlight Vapes, looking like highlighter pens used in schools or offices. The company's website says the pens are for people who want to vape discreetly in public and includes disclaimers that they contain nicotine can be addictive and are not for minors. Legislator James Mazzarella, the Republican from Riches, the bill's sponsor, said the products have not been found in Suffolk but can be ordered wholesale and could show up on store shelves. The law would apply to in-store sales with first-time violators facing a $1,000 fine. At a news conference with officials from Longwood and William Floyd School Districts, Mazzarella said he submitted the legislation about a month ago after seeing social media, media videos showing how the products work. Mary-Kate Guilfoyle, a spokesperson for Suffolk County Executive Steve Ballone, said Ballone is reviewing that bill. Here in Southampton, the Southampton Village Board of Trustees has selected Suffolk County Deputy Police Commissioner Anthony Carter as Southampton's new village administrator. Kaylin Riley reporting on 27East.com that Carter will replace Charlene Cagle-Betts, who has served as both administrator and treasurer since 2020 and announced her retirement at a work session in late September. Her last day is November 1st, but she'll continue on in a part-time capacity to help Deputy Treasurer Julie Kudrup uh, transition into her new role as treasurer. The Southampton Village Board plans to vote to approve Carter's hiring at its work session today. He'll be paid an annual salary of $165,000 with other terms and conditions of his employment to be determined and subject uh, to approval by 
the Board of Trustees, according to the resolution on their agenda for tonight's work session. And finally, the LIRR will further adjust its schedules next month to address demands from riders, including at, by adding a few more trains serving Brooklyn and Penn Station, eliminating some trains serving Grand Central Madison. Alfonso A. Castillo reporting on Newsday.com that the railroad's new chief said he expects these schedule changes, which take effect November 13th, to further bolster the LIRR improving ridership, which has set several COVID-era records since September. Speaking at his first meeting of the Metropolitan Transportation Authority's board's uh, railroad committee since becoming acting president last week, Robert Free said the ridership gains are further proof that the schedule adjustments we've made over almost eight months now are really leading to some positive results for our customers. The new timetables include two more morning trains from stations on Long Island to Atlantic Terminal, one from Ronkonkoma and one from Wontaw, more morning peak express trains on the Port Wash branch, and the permanent addition of an afternoon Babylon train out of Penn that previously operated only occasionally. Free said throughout the system, the LIRR's post-Labor Day ridership has been extremely strong, especially outside of rush hours. September marked the first month. The LIRR's monthly off-peak passenger count, about 3.57 million people, surpassed that of the same month in 2019 before the pandemic began. The approximately 5.56 million total riders carried by the LIRR in September is nearly 74% of what the LIRR carried in September of 2019, a year in which the, pa- the railroad went on to set a modern ridership record of about 91 million passengers. Ridership plummeted the following year as people stopped taking the train to work during the coronavirus outbreak and has gradually recovered since then. The LIRR ended 2022, carrying about 52.5 million riders. Looking at the weather in East Hampton in honor of Josh Gladstone joining us to talk the Dreamers for the Hot Studio segment at the bottom of the hour, looking like a sunny Tuesday with a high near 62 degrees. Calm wind becoming southwest 5 to 9 miles per hour in the afternoon. Tonight, mostly clear with a low around 50 degrees. Southwest wind 8 to 10 miles per hour. Right now it's 46 degrees. Uh, we've got the Dreamers edition planned for you this morning. Mark Hurd, Christina Aguilera. It's actually not Christina. It's a bunch of really cute kids. Uh, Neon Waltz and uh, Jack Severetti after that for David Bowie and Queen. But first, Vulcan Peaks, Dreamers of the Shore, featuring Cody Francis right here on WLIWFM. If we just hold on tight 
be a screenwriter. I want to be a journalist. I want to be a lion. I want to be a lion. I am a lioness. I want to be a superhero. I am a superhero. I want to be a singer. I want to be a singer. I want to be a boss. I want to be a doctor. I want to be the boss. I am strong. I am invincible. I'm a leader. I'm the boss of my own world. I want to be heard. I want to be heard. I will be heard. I will make myself heard. 
I create my own rules. I will, I will work, work hard. hard. I mean, nobody prints it. I want to grow <laughs> up and be president. I want to be president. Aw, perfect uh, segue into our hot studio segment underwritten by Peconic Landing. Josh Gladstone on with us for the first time in a hot minute. Uh, very grateful to have heard all the great news that you're over at LTV, Josh. Good morning. How are you? Hi, Gianna. Good morning to okay. you. Thanks for having me on. This is a very belated discussion since you've been doing with Kate, who uh, co-directed and imagined the Dreamer with you guys. Uh, it's a reimagining of a Midsummer Night's Dream by William Shakespeare, of course. Uh, you've been doing this since August, right? Oh, well, this particular project, Neopolitical Cowgirls is the name of our theater company, and we've been in existence here uh, for about 17 years. I just uh, meant, I just meant this, this production. Oh, this production yes. is... Um, Started in workshop in the summer of 22. Oh, okay, cool. And proceed, it, it then went off Broadway uh, at Here Arts Center in the spring of 23 and delighted to come out to the Longhouse Reserve in East Hampton yes. this past summer for three sold-out outdoor performances at that beautiful sculpture garden. And then now, thanks to the National Endowment for the Arts grant, we are at five East End schools. In fact, I'm speaking to you now backstage from Pearson School in Sag Harbor, nice. where we are going on in about 15 minutes. Okay. Because uh, I thought that excited. I figured that the, the school performances would be after LTV, but that's not so. Have you done? Uh... Well, it's a, it's a mix. It's okay. five school shows we're, we're playing cool. this week, and we have three public performances. If your listeners want to catch us, we're going to be at LTV Studios. Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday night this week at 7 p.m. Awesome. Okay, that's ltveh.org for tickets. Uh, so have you done any of the school performances uh, yet? I mean, is when do, when do you guys get started at Pearson? L- literally 15 minutes. Oh, my gosh. I am standing here in costume. Oh, my gosh. I can't thank you enough for beautiful. being with us. <laughs> it's my pleasure. Thanks for having us on. All this right. is going to be a treat. So, so tell us, tell us about the dreamer, uh, not just the workshopping, but uh, the execution of of the play as well. Well, it's a, it, we have a full company of about uh, twenty performers, including dancers and and actors, and we play multiple roles. And we've taken the classic story, which is of course one of the great all time comedies, and and works every time because it's so funny even 400 years later because it's all about sex my god um and uh, but we've added a new dimension to it we're calling it the dreamer because we've taken a lens of investigating the play as if it were the dream of a young woman a, a young girl on the cusp of womanhood and it's sort of all the dream characters from the play within a play within a play are are characters from the dream of her subconscious. So we're speaking to issues and uh, that affect young people today, and we're sort of bouncing that off of what's in the play already to create this new and very fresh adaptation, which is filled with dance, filled with uh, LTV. You'll get to see projections, and the music is phenomenal. There's a soundtrack that is sharp. Uh, you could play it on the radio and knock people out. It's a really, it's a really good sounding show, and it's very fun. It, it's a, the actors are all young people from the city for the most part, very well trained and and physical clowning, fighting. Uh, it's just a, it's just a treat to There's be a gotta part be of. There's got to be some some pretty cool whimsical costuming going on, right? I know Yuka Silvera <laughs> is is uh, the designer for this one. The costumes are whimsical, yes, very playful. Yuka's done a, a magnificent job. We've got fairies and spirits and clowns, lovers and kings, the, the Oberon, the dark king of the, of the night, and Puck, the mischief god, uh, Titania, the queen of elemental forces. Uh, Yuka's done a gorgeous um, bit of work with headsets, masks, uh, flowing fabrics. It's it is it is beautiful. Josh, done. are you gonna are you gonna be Puck or, or are you not uh, performing? 
I I have jumped in in some roles. I am playing the role of the Gius, the patriarchal okay. father who doesn't want his daughter Hermia marrying this no goodnik art beat beat art Lysander, this artist, this beatnik. I don't honestly. I'm getting upset. I'm apoplectic just talking about him. That's my character. All right, so, and, so, uh, and I'm sort of the patriarchal bad guy that sets the action in motion uh, of the young lovers escaping into the dark subconscious forest to uh, have a primordial encounter with Puck, the mischief god, and, and Oberon, and they get caught up in this wild free-for-all of love and falling in love with wrong people. And, of course, there's Titania, who famously falls in love with the clown slash donkey bottom and uh you know this it's a very erotically charged and ridiculous moment it's a coming of age story for oh, for oh, the yeah. ages i i want to read from the it says uh uh diving deeply into the riches of her yet to come out of the shadows subconscious to explore power identity love transformation and the intensity of society's patriarchal impression on young people's spirits which i think is is perfect because you know you talk a, a, a or you know we as a people have been talking a whole lot about uh gender roles and society and all all yes. of this all of this stuff and and it really does come down to what we're taught uh, as kids and how that affects who we even uh, allow ourselves to be as far as people. Yes. And, th- and that is so much what this play is about. Transformation, elasticity, how the heart can bend and how the heart is flexible and how there is great joy in the discovery of who we really are and allowing ourselves to step beyond what we think we are, what the society tells us to be, and to explore our, our ids and our psyches in a way that in this production is very also playful and, and zesty. And it's, you know, it's got angst and beautiful, sublime, dark moments, but it also ultimately is a celebration of life. And I think in yes. this moment, a celebration of life and, a, and an expression of joy and community is much needed for all of us at this precarious time. Yes, and a little uh, walk into the forest of one's subconscious. Never hurts to stroll there. <laughs> Never hurts. So, so I'll let you go and let you put on a great performance at Pearson. Big love to you, Kate, and all of the neopolitical cowgirls. As you put on the dreamer again, folks out there in the public that want to check out the performance can see it at LTV Studios Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. LTVH.org, the one and only Josh Gladstone with the one and only Kate Muth and the entire neopolitical cowgirls team. I'm Gianna Volpe. This was the Hot Studio segment underwritten by Peconic Landing. Uh, Let's see. This is Neon Waltz. And you, whoever you are out there, you're awesome. And you're listening to WLIWFM and PR Radio. Yeah.
Well, we love While We Can live from the WLI WFM studio in Southampton, New York. time and place not far from here and now maybe a brighter day maybe they had it made somehow living for there and then under a psychedelic spell no one was listening still they had so much to tell whatever happened to the dreamers it always Looked beyond the sky and saw a world they could believe in, but only when they closed their eyes. Politicians, men of the cloth, painters and poets Starting revolutions without even knowing Making the world around us Making heaven and hell Saying so much about us Still they have so much to tell Jack Savaretti, Dreamers from the Between the Minds record of 2007. Jeez, am I going to hop past David Bowie? I might do it. Nah. All right, David Bowie, Queen, Patience and Prudence on deck after that. And a little Johnny Woolen and Julian Baker's version of A Dreamer's Holiday. 
for Wade Bowen's Sun Shines on a Dreamer, if we have any time. Leading into the NPR news break. Here on the Dreamers edition of The Heart, morning and midnight show on WLI WFM. Oh! 
of the heart if there's a dreamer track you love let us know about it 631-591-7006 leave us a voicemail Silvery moon 
all together now sing Listening to the Heart of the East End, the weekday morning and midnight show, featuring music from all decades and genres and interviews with folks from all walks of life. The WLI WFM commercial free on 88.3 FM throughout eastern Long Island and coastal Connecticut, 96.9 in central and western Suffolk County. Streaming online to wherever you may be at WLIW.org slash radio. This is Johnny Woolen. From the Tiny Noise Lost Piano Diaries record of 2021. Staying in 2021 for Julian Baker's version of A Dreamer's Holiday. Leading you into the NPR news break with Wade Bowen from his self titled record of 2014, Sun Shines on a Dreamer. Here on the Dreamer edition of The Heart. A practice run for an all-music edition. Here on WLIWFM. Concentrate and dream for all your worth 
You're listening to WLIWFM, news you can trust, music you love. She blew in from out of town Georgia tags and a ragtop down Turning heads in the neighborhood Half down home, half Hollywood Looking good She had too much rent and rolled up cash and a blue tick hound that she called Nash Sent a postcard home with an ocean view Just got here, mama, I miss you Where she prays every night And when she wakes every morning The sun shines on a The sun shines on a dream 